Welcome to Unsilent with your hosts, Dave and Brian. This is not another current events podcast. We're digging deeper, diagnosing, and discussing what's really going on today, how we got here, and providing observations for future generations. Welcome to Unsilent. We're Brian and Dave. We're hoping you'll let us know where you think we got it right and where we totally missed the point which you can do by visiting unsilentpodcast.com. Now let's get into it. What are we talking about today, Brian? Well, we couldn't very well get into our situation in our current society, in our, our country in 2023, without talking about the new gender roles, rules, expectations. And the way this is just seemingly overnight, I mean, you know, 15 years, 20 years, whatever it's been, but in a pretty rapid pace has kind of gone from an obscure topic that nobody really talked about much to arguably the most dominant topic of all right now. I mean, it's certainly way it's certainly up there. So we couldn't, we couldn't explain to anybody who's listening, you know, some other time or, or, you know, we couldn't really talk about what's really going on in our world without, without getting to this one. So that's what we're going to jump into today, Dave. So what do you think? Well, what's going on? You know, when, when you get to a point as a society where you cannot agree on the most basic accepted things that humanity has always had a, a basic agreement on, uh, then, yeah. you know, you're really in big trouble when, when it becomes controversial to say, uh, to ask somebody, what is a woman? When we're told that, uh, when, when people are asked that in confirmation hearings and official proceedings, and we're told that, well, I, I'm sorry, I don't have a, degree in biology. I'm not a doctor, so I really can't answer that question with any degree of specificity. Then you have a situation where you've got a a sort of societal, uh, at least a mind implosion going on, right? It's just, right. A, it's just a complete disconnect between what's happening uh, in the real world and what's happening in people's minds. And that's really, I think, the problem we've got. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, uh, I don't think it's the problem. I think it's a, it's a, it's a symptom, meaning it puts on huge display like the angst and the conflict and just the utter disagreement on basic values i would call them yes. uh, but just fundamental approach to life and you know personal responsibility versus societal obligation and all those things that like, like you said like this in in my brain this is like not agreeing on what gravity is yeah it it's really it's really a question when you can't agree, when, when you, and not when you just can't agree about it, but when you are not allowed to discuss it. And right. see that to me, that's where the, the big issue is. If you want to come to me and say, I want to change the definition of something that you and everybody else in society have always believed since time immemorial, that is just not even a question. Uh, okay. Bring it to me. Let's talk about it. But if you say, here is the new definition or here is the new lack of definition. Here are the questions you are forbidden to ask. And if you do ask them, you are automatically categorized as a bad person. Then you've got a whole nother thing altogether. Then you've got a complete different way of understanding the world than has ever existed right. before. And that's our big problem right now. Yeah. And, and this, this topic more than not all, certainly probably, but, but more than most for sure seems to conflate a variety of issues at once. And rather than talking about the other issues in the same gravitational pull or whatever, if you, if you try to dissect those things, you're instantly called a homophobe, you're called names, you're just, you're tried to be dismissed. 
And the clearest example I can think of with that is in classrooms, this notion that that teachers have the ability above and beyond what the parents want. And by extension, then the government has the ability above and beyond what the parents want to instruct children and have conversations with children about things like fisting and like all kinds of behavior actions and behaviors like that again if you if you said okay we're gonna we're gonna take all the same um topics and everything else will be exactly the same and we're gonna take out this person who's a who's a transgender person or has whatever uh beliefs about that personally and we're gonna put in a a regular straight white 46 year old man and have him have those conversations i would have the same problem with it but, yes. but we can't talk about that part it if I have a problem with that conversation with the people who are on TikTok or whatever talking about it, now I just hate them and I, I don't I don't value them as people and they're not allowed to express themselves. And and the piece about if it was a 46-year-old straight, straight white dude, I, I would still hate it. I would still say right. this is absolutely criminal. That part is just like flittered away. I don't get it. Well, it, it's really – to me, it seems it comes down to the uh, desire to obliterate – uh, any kind of objective standard that sort of defines the world and that then says, uh, here is your role in the world. So the, um, so male and female as categories have a certain amount of descriptive power about who we are. <laughs> right. It tells us something about, and, and oftentimes about what we do. It doesn't mean that different people can't do different things, but it's really, uh, the sort of the role or the, the understood, accepted way that people behave. There, there can be no standard in the, the new standard is there's no standard. The new right. standard is that if you say you're a woman and you, that's, that's absolute. Whatever you say is absolute. So there can be no right. external standard. And the other part of that is that it's really, there can be no external standard that you are held to account to, uh, support or behave as. So if you're, if you're a man, then there's certain things you should do. If there's a woman, you're, there's certain things you should do. There, no, you can't say anything like that, even in the most, uh, benign sense of the world. And I'm not talking patriarchy, patriarchy and, you know, enforcing. Yeah, I don't think you're insinuating that women should be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. I don't think that's <laughs> no, what you're no, 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 uh, that's that, that wouldn't go over well with my four daughters, you know? Yeah. Or presumably a lot of other people in your life. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But, but a simple thing like, uh, only biological women with XX chromosomes can give birth. Yes, right, right. <laughs> that is not allowed. You're not allowed to say that in the current state. Which, again, going back to my example, of gravity. Like this is like saying gravity is not a thing anymore. Like we just we won't even discuss that. And if you disagree with me, me saying gravity is not a thing anymore, then you're the crazy one. Then you're <laughs> you're a hater. You're a hater. Because, right. and, and this this really crosses over to all of the culture war issues. Because all of the, and I would say the leftist culture war issues are things where, where there's an attack on an accepted way of thinking in society. You can't have a society where everybody disagrees on the most fundamental things like what is it to have a baby? You know, what is right. it to be a woman or a man? If you have that, you're going to have a fracture in society. It's going to fall apart. So what I think I'm hearing you say then is, is your perspective is, the, the the fracturing you're discussing and, and like these different value systems, like the fact we can't talk about these things is just is just really visualized or it, it, it's exposed here. It's not really about the 
nobody cares about what people do in their bedrooms. I don't know. I mean, right. I don't know anybody who cares about that kind of stuff. Right. I don't, I just, I just don't, I, I don't, I mean, I have people who have preferences for what their, their, you know, children's lifestyles would be and, and their own lifestyles. But as far as like you do what you want to do. And I don't know anybody who cares about that. I do right. know people who care about having a defined role. And I do know people who care about having a Supreme court justice who can't say what a woman is because she's quote unquote, <laughs> not a biologist. I would argue that the word woman is probably somewhere in laws that she'll have to make decisions on. Right. And if she can't identify or articulate or describe or um, define what a woman is, how could she have any reasonable hope of making good decisions? I, I would make that pretty basic argument. Well, and, and the other argument that I think carries perhaps even more weight is this idea that when a, a human being goes to an emergency room to have uh, because they've been in a car crash, one of the things that is asked is what, what's their sex? Because it right. turns out that, that biologically, uh, women and men are different types of creatures. And if you just can't tell right, right away what they are, you're going to perhaps treat them in a way that's not medically sound. So these right. things have not just cultural, uh, implications. They've got very practical, real world, uh, uh, physical implications that become very, very serious when you start digging a little bit beneath the surface. That's one of the things where in Washington state, uh, we've recently, they've, they've talked about and, and decided it was a great idea to remove male or female from the, um, or give the possibility at least of removing that from driver's licenses. Well, that's a lot of the people that were objecting to that were the folks that were like the ER docs, ER nurses, et cetera, because they right. said there's treatment protocols are significantly different. So you, you, it turns out that you just can't change uh, fundamental realities about the universe and about life without there being bad things happening. You can't elevate how somebody right. feels over the facts of of the world and not have negative consequences. And this is, like you say, I don't give uh, two hoots what people do in their bedroom. Do whatever you want. Leave me out of it. I don't want to know about it. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, I don't care. Yeah, that goes straight, for, gay, that goes for straight people too, by the way. I don't want to say you either. <laughs> it does. I don't want to hear anything about, you know, any of that, my friends. Stay, keep it out of my conversation. I don't care. Um, but, but the problem that we have is that we're now not only told that uh, all of these things are subjective. And that's really one of the big things that uh, I, I, I see the universe in a very objective way. I think I do at least. Right. <laughs> I try to look at the universe in a subjective or in, in an objective way to right. say, this is this, that is that. And here's the gray area that I don't know. Uh, but we're being told that subjectivity is more important when it comes to race, sex, gender, all these different things than objectivity is. And so that's to the, the objective to the, fact. On, on that point specifically, again, to the best of your ability and for you listening, if you think, if you think we get this wrong, please, this is where you go to unsilentpodcast.com. You jump on a YouTube channel, rumble channels and, and tell us where we're getting it wrong. We want to get this right. But Dave, the best of you, best of your ability what is the argument for why that subjectivity is better than having objective definitions and norms that we all agree upon besides just everybody hates their stepdad and we just don't like the world we grew <laughs> up in. Like, and I'm, and I'm only, I'm only partially kidding with that, by the way, I do think yeah. part of this is, is for some people just, I hate it all. If, if I'm a 23 year old kid who I'm looking at the prospects of wanting to have a home and buying a home feels 
completely out of reach. Why would I buy into any of your stuff? So, so I don't mean right. this like in a in a in a facetious or mocking kind of way. I mean, I kind of sort of do some of it. I think some people just like genuinely <laughs> just want people to be miserable. Right. But <laughs> but I think there is there's there's this part also where young people are, are in a situation now. You know, when I say young, I mean you know late teens, early twenties, maybe mid twenties, whatever. Things do seem insurmountable that did not seem for previous generations. And you and I are getting tons of conversations about this as we roll along with this. But I could see a part of them just being like, I take your norms and shove it. Your norms yeah. don't let me buy a house. Yeah. So so as, so I kind of get that part. But what I'm asking you is what specifically about the subjectivity about these things versus objectivity. What do you think their best argument is for why that's an improvement? I think their best argument, the the one that they make the most is – who are you to tell another person who they are? In other words, this is who I, this is my authentic self. This is who right. I honestly feel I am. And who are you to impose your values, your thoughts about the way things are? Who are you to impose it upon me? There, by doing so, you are violating my most basic fundamental right. And you have been doing so, by the way, for hundreds of and thousands of years because you're part of the, you know, white European, uh, straight, uh, patriarchal. Colonial, yeah, yeah. so I'm in a Christian, you know. All, all yeah, so I, I'm, I'm in a grieved party, and I and I represent a grieved parties, and I go back uh, set centuries with my with my grievance potentially. And who are you to tell me that what I say is not true? You're just trying to oppress me some more. You're just trying to push your things, your will on me, and that's wrong. That's morally wrong, and you're bad to do it. I think that's the argument. So. Again, to the best of your ability, and if you don't know, of course, you don't know, but uh, you seem to ha be, ha be able to articulate this better than just about anybody I know or probably anybody I know. When it comes to the things that there are, there are distinct things that do matter about if you, if somebody's mugged, we got to be able to tell the police what the person looked like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's situations where it, it is. If you're going to put your children in a situation where you're choosing a babysitter, like I, as a parent, have a right knowing, like I get, I get to say who babysits my kids. Like, yes, there's there's circumstances where these things do matter, and a person's authenticity and things like that, I would argue, have to have to come second to that. Like, what there's certain places where I cannot. My my example is always this. If I want to fit weigh 500 pounds, I can right until the moment where I want to get an airplane seat and I'm <laughs> spilling over onto the person next to me. That's I can do what I want up until the point it negatively affects somebody else. It's kind of how I look at things. I'm I'm sure that that's not right. always right. And there's tons of exceptions and I, I get all that stuff. But generally speaking, like how could the world work any other way? We have to kind of have agreed upon norms and the most basic things just for, like you said, legal things. And I'm, you know, like, I'm pulling complete random things out of my out of my backside to, to come up with examples here. But like again, babysitting is a great example. I got a I got a four and a half year old kid. Pedophilia is a thing. People hurting children's a thing. Has been right. as long as mankind's been around. Men are more likely to do it than women. That's that's also a thing. So Yes, that's right. Uh, there's there's circumstances where where this stuff matters. What what is the argument in those cases? What what do you think they would say? What is the yeah but that I'm missing? 
Well, the yeah, but is sure your individual circumstance is your individual circumstance, but I'm talking about a higher principle. I'm talking about a principle of human rights that, okay, so, uh, so you have this, this, uh, issue with this. And yeah, I understand what you're saying, but the real principle is we need a more fair and just society in which, uh, the, the, the person is elevated and there's these consequences. We're not going to worry too much about these consequences because there aren't too many anyway. So I'll give you a, a very practical example of this. Um, back in Washington, uh, some years ago in Washington state, we were talking about whether it was a good idea for biological males who identify as female to hang out in locker rooms uh, and, you know, show them their authentic self to right. everybody. Their entire and authentic self. Their, 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 yeah, their higher authentic self. Uh, and the the discussion came back to, well, you know, if, if you're uncomfortable with this, your daughter's uncomfortable with this, it's just a result of the patriarchy and her being taught that she shouldn't view a male body or a, a biological male body who's actually female. She shouldn't be taught that that's wrong. And it's your, un, your discomfort with that is just another example of the oppression of your system of doing things. So that becomes a, that becomes sort of a, a sort of counter. It's not a good counter argument, but it becomes sort of a counter argument. And it also then becomes something where they always have to bring it back to you're the oppressor. You're the oppressor. You're the oppressor. That's the real message in all these. You're the oppressor. I think the part that, that, baffles me the most maybe maybe not the most but one of the things that really baffles me for sure in this is if that argument were true where uh, these kinds of conversations just could not be had or should not be had and and we need to avoid them we would not have gotten to a place where gay marriage is even allowed yeah we would not gotten to a place where civil unions were allowed before that we would not have gotten to a place where interracial marriage could happen like yeah. uh, i mean you, you depending on how far back in time you want to go and what society you're looking at there was you know pretty pretty gnarly things that people were dealing with that the only way those things were resolved was through con conversation and, and people figuring out as they went, because, you know, life is hard. It, 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 am I missing a piece there? It feels to me like that the, the thing that they're arguing against, which is conversation about these things is the exact path that led them to the things that they have now that they didn't like that they didn't have 25 years ago. Well, and you see, here's, here's, I'll, I'll point out the problem with your formulation, Brian, and that is that it is, saying there should be a, a common process that's fair, that we all agree to, that if it leads in this direction, it leads in this direction. If it leads in that direction, it leads in that direction. If it leads to the ending of injustices, such as treating gay people badly or whatever, then good, we'll use this process. But if it's going to lead to uh, a, a reinforcement of, of certain uh, traditional values, then no, we have to ditch the process. The goal is the only thing that matters. The ends justify the means. We'll use the, the, basically the, the pattern of the left has been, uh, for, for a very long time, uh, I will use your logic as long as it gets me to my goal. But as soon as your logic that I've used for 10, 15, 20 years gets me to my goal, if it, if it conflicts with my goal, then I'm going to ditch it and I'm just going to choose something different. So that's, but the, it's hard for somebody on the right or hard for somebody who can think sequentially, use deductive reasoning and logic as sort of high primary values to understand that because it's like, wait a minute, you said this and this and this, and you use this logical process to arrive at this conclusion. I'm using the same process you used, but, and it leads to this conclusion you don't like. Well, then why do you get to use it there? And I don't get to use it here. Well, because it doesn't lead to my goal. 
My goal is the, the, my subjective goal is the only thing that matters. So what I'm hearing you describe as a person who has, have, you know, children in my life, (laughs) I've been, I am a parent. I'm hearing you describe the manipulation that a toddler uses. Of course it is. Yes, absolutely. It's, (laughs) it's, I want what I want. And if I'll go through your process and if your process gets me what I want, cool. I'm in. If yes. at some point along the way, though, your process gets me to something I don't like, now I'm tantruming. Yes. And, 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 I, and, I, and I'm reluctant to say that because I don't mean to dismiss these people. I'm sure that there are people who firmly believe that this is that you sure. and I are just absolute rubes who are just dumb and stuck in our archaic thinking and whatever. I'm trying to, I'm trying to take that piece of it out and understand how this is supposed to work in life <laughs> where you have no fundamental process you agree upon for making decisions. You don't even have fundamental ideas or, or, or laws like, you know, uh, theories and laws that we accept. Like how, how, how would that work? So I, I get the part where you would boot us out. I, I get the part where Dave and Brian no longer are here and we've you know, been locked in the gulag or exterminated or whatever. And, and you, our ilk is gone. But from that point forward, how does this work? Well, part of, part of the part of the fundamental disagreement that we would have with that sort of perspective is I, I've used this analogy a number of times in the in the past. You can build a perfectly logical uh, construction on top of a completely illogical foundation. So if you create, if you've got a a found, and the foundation of the things we're talking about is that there should be no limits to what I do, what I say, what I who who I am uh, that that detracts from somebody's authentic self, whatever their authentic self is. There should be no limits on that. Now, once you've got that as a uh, sort of an a priori um, uh, conclusion that the entire your worldview is based on, then you can build very logical frameworks on top of that. Now it still collapses because the foundation is, is lousy. It's just like you can build a brilliant building. An architect can design a brilliant building that goes on top of, of sand and with water going through it. And it doesn't matter how brilliant the building is. It'll eventually collapse. But for a while you point to it and say, that's a brilliant building. That's what the, I don't, I also don't want to underestimate the, the, the sort of philosophical, um, uh, opposition because there's plenty of incredibly smart people there. The, the fact of yeah. the matter is that there are, and there's plenty of incredibly good people there too. There's, there's people yeah. that are honestly say that if, if Jim decides he's Jane, then that's in now that's in Jane's best interest for everybody to treat Jane as if Jane were never Jim, but was always Jane. And they honestly right. believe that because there, there's, there's an empathy there. And, and so I think it's important in like these discussions that we look at that and say, well, uh, and the way that I argue against it, you can't, you really can't argue against these things with just brute force logic because it, it just, they don't, they don't accept yeah. it. I, you have to I, argue I, against it from the standpoint of empathy. It's like, and I think you said this earlier, there's real world consequences. So if you say that a, a child, uh, a, a male child can become a female child and, and that's the highest principle. And you don't consider the possibility of this could have long-term damaging effects. So let's talk about it and not long-term damaging effects to society, but to that child or right. to that person with gender dysphoria. If you, if you 
whitewash those, then you're going to end up in a situation where your empathy causes harm. So if I see to somebody on the left that your empathetic position, you you honestly have an empathetic position, you want to help these people. Pick whatever group it is. I don't pick any any group that we're talking about and say, I want to help these people. You want to help these people. Let's talk about in real world terms, what is the best path to do that? Now, if you get yeah. some kind of agreement there, then you can have a discussion, a logical discussion. But until you get there, you cannot have a logical discussion. Yeah, and let's let's. I, I definitely, we definitely have no choice but to talk about the the children transitioning. Like we we have no choice but to get into that. Before we do, how when I talk about like how would this work? So okay, again, me and you are wiped out. Our you know anyone who's ever gone to a church is gone or whatever it is. I'm getting depressed as you say this, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, so, so we get past that part. The society moves on past that part. People who think like you and I are either utterly quiet or gone, right? Right. Then what? And when I say then what, I mean like if the process that has gotten you there is one where the ends justify the means, and then we, and we don't have any kind of objectivity on basic things that we must agree upon. How do you defend yourself in a war? And therefore, by extension that, how would you not have been taken over by the very next country that bumbles their way over here and goes, you guys got some cool resources we want. Right. Well, and that really is the problem with a subjective worldview and with uh, illogically framed um, ideas is that they ultimately, they're like the snake that turns on itself and starts eating itself. Eventually, yeah. it collapses. I, I when, when my kids were young, I, I always told them, I said, look, you can do something dumb for quite some time and be successful, but eventually reality is reality. There are laws in the universe right. and there's laws to human behavior. Eventually it's going to catch up with you and you're going to have a problem. And that's what I, I happens. Think as what's going to be a, and has been so far and will continue to be a through line for many of our conversations that you and I have is that that is the crux of the issue is yes. Is accepting that there's limitations to what we as human beings can do. We are not gods. We are not immortal. We cannot change the laws of physics. We cannot change the law. We, I cannot stand on a on a tree and declare that gravity is no more, and and uh, you know do my greatest American hero impersonation <laughs> for those of you who are old enough to remember that from 1983, right. and and try to fly off the tree. Gravity doesn't care what I think. Right. Gravity doesn't care if I believe in gravity or not. Gravity exactly. is a thing, and and this seems to be kind of the the part that that from my perspective is like okay I I get all these things I get having empathy and and again if Jim Jim wants to be called Jane I don't know a single person who cares about that right in 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 meaning if Jim walks up and says from now on, I like you call me Jane I don't know anybody personally who would say I'm not doing that I'm calling you Jim they respect the pe people I know tend to respect there might be exceptions I'm sure but. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head where somebody would be like, nope, I'm not going to honor your request. I'm going to continue calling this other name. Right up until the point where, where Jane wants to show their genitalia to my, you know, or my friend's six-year-old daughter, yeah. then we got a problem. Well, and see, that's where, that's where all of these things ultimately find their, the, the inflection point where it goes bad. So any societal change that happens, especially Americans, we're, we're pretty cool with that. We're pretty cool with this change. I mean, you know, it hasn't always been and has, doesn't happen fast sometimes. Well, I, I wouldn't say we, we, we race to that, but we get there. Well, yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't always happen as fast as it should or, you know, or, or if people would like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, well, that is the case where it really comes down to, 
um, a problem is when you start saying my reality has to be your reality, has to be your kid's reality. When you start telling people that, people are like, no, 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 no. You can have your reality. You can you can think the way you want to think. But when you start using force, whether it's societal force or government force or business force, to start saying you have to change your long-held reality to uh, meet this new thing that that we're telling you you have to do, regardless of whether you have a good argument or not, then that's where it becomes a problem. That's where it's become a problem with with sex ed. That's where it's become a problem, <clears throat> and mostly in the schools. I mean, the kids, right? It's all for the kids. That's you know, you want to you want to see something go to war. Right. Tell tell parents that you're going to teach, uh, you know, five year olds, ten year olds about you know sexual positions or something like that. Right. That's in, in left right. At that point, it doesn't matter for the most part. Well, they're going to push back. And I think that you know history has taught us pretty. I'd say the 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 uh, um, evidence is overwhelming. Somebody is going to be in charge of enforcing the societal norms, and yes. it will be by force in some cases. Sure. Up until you know seven and a half minutes ago, if you were a dude in a women's locker room showing your junk to a kid, you'd be in prison, and they would take you by force. Yep. Right. Exactly. And, and but those those rules were were uh, created and enforced based on objective objective perceptions and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. If we get away from that and we get into this thing where it's all subjective and we can kind of, you know, alter what, what is for this person or that person based on how they think. And like, like I don't know how that leads down a road where everybody isn't abused except for like the top 0.0003% of the population. I, I, again, I just, this is the part that, that just baffles me. Like if you play this out, if you, if we just all said, you know what? Cool. I'm in. I don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. I'd love to like live in my house and not pay a mortgage and not have car payment. I, I'm I'm in. Sign yeah. me up. That sounds great until you play it out and then you realize it it can't possibly work that way. Exactly, and that's and that's where uh, well-meaning societal movements have turned into negative societal movements, especially as they sort of consume themselves. So there's right. there's a number of people, for instance, in the uh, in the LGBT LG B, not T community, but LGB community, primarily L and G community, shall we say, uh, yeah. that have strong objection to the T because they believe that it essentially uh, robs uh, them of their uh, long their health, authenticity, their authenticity, <laughs> and 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 their yeah. rights. You know, there's a number of right. people in the uh, you know feminist movement, the uh, radical feminist movement that are heavily against the transgender movement because of what it does to women's rights. So, you know, right. these things tend to, to, you know, kind of ultimately eat themselves. Um, now I'm not right. equating all those different movements with, you know, all being going one direction, but, but they do tend to then essentially implode. And then what do you have? Then you have chaos. Um, you know, you right. take a look at, and this is what happens with bad philosophies. I mean, not, not to get too far afield of our topic, but if you look at the, the idea behind communist philosophy of everybody, and we talked about this before, uh, the, the idea is everybody's treated fairly. Everybody has enough to eat. Everybody contributes. Oh, sounds very, very nice. But then when it's implemented, you get guys like Stalin, you get guys like Mao, you get guys like right. Pol Pot, and, and the whole thing collapses because it's not based on reality. That's happening right. with the gender and sex uh, ideologies well, that those, are being pushed. Yeah, those things are all based on notions that people 
who can contribute just will continue to do so right. indefinitely and not expect anything in return. And it's a know, denial I'm, of human sorry. nature. I don't know how many people they've met in their lives, but I've not met a single person who operates that way. <laughs> so as, as far as talking about, uh, again, you, you can't discuss this topic with any kind of sincerity and not talk about the, the children transitioning thing. And, and I'm going to kind of take 30 seconds here and explain. One of the reasons I'm doing this podcast with Dave, for you listening, is I, I remember when I, when I heard about World War II in history class in school, I don't know what grade it was, but it can't, whatever grade it was where we learned about the concentration camps. And I just, I'll never forget thinking in that moment, I will not be the person who lived three miles away from Auschwitz and didn't say anything. And it kind of feels to me like, I don't know if this is our Auschwitz thing. It's, it's probably not. There's probably worse things heading our way than this, but it's, it, it's in the same realm as that. Like you're, you're allowing or leading children down a path where they're making forever life altering decisions where they won't have basic human fundamental pleasures anymore mm -hmm. and and there's zero conversation allowed to be had about well how many are allowed to regret this and deem this whole program a quote-unquote good thing there's zero conversation about that and my spidey sense goes off and says that kind of sounds like like the thing that i talked about or i thought about in history class where i don't want to be the person who just sits by and watches this happen doesn't say anything the, these these kids cannot be making decisions at four and six and eight and even 16 years old no. that will literally not allow them to have children, not allow them to get may maybe married because uh, who knows what kinds of psychological issues there might be or whatever, not even be able to have a, a <laughs> basic fundamental sexual pleasures are gone like forever and you can't get that stuff back. And, right. and I just go, I, I can't sit back and just say nothing. This feels like it just crosses a line for me, I, and I don't have a, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't know a single person who has a kid who's thinking about transition. I don't know anybody who did transition as a kid. It just feels to me like you you can't you can't tell a child they can't smoke, but they can do this. It makes no sense. No, it's not logical at all. And we're told that in with regard to transition, et cetera, that well, we're doing this to make them happy, but there's really no long term. Um, data that says that anybody's helped by this. I mean, there's, there are people who make right. claims. There's plenty of people that say, well, you know, they, they do a, you might do a survey three months afterwards, six months afterwards. Uh, well, that, you know, there's, there's no statistical or scientific validity to anything that says that this is beneficial, but we're told, therefore, the, but you cannot question it. If you're told right. you cannot question something that there is no positive data to support, and there's plenty of at least anecdotal and other data to say this is at least not good. The Tavistock Clinic in in England had to shut down. They said because you know we just don't see any beneficial outcome of this, uh, and, right. and this is happening over and over and over. Uh, but still, the main message, the main media, the main sort of cultural impetus is to say that that this is a good thing, regardless of counter yeah. and questions. And, and, you know, this is the problem we've seen. We saw this during COVID. We saw this in, in so many yeah. different places. If you ask questions, if you're questioning anything, you're, you're bad. You're attacking, right? You know, your question is an attack against this person, against their authentic self. So therefore, even your questions, even the scientific studies, there have been plenty of people that want to do scientific studies on these questions that you and I are discussing today. And they 
can't do it because they'll lose funding, they'll lose credibility, yeah. they'll lose they'll lose reputation, etc. One, th- one of the things that I think that is not discussed at all is you can if you're in the government, you can get a study to say whatever you want. Right. Because you will attract people who want the outcome you want and you will give them funding and they want the funding. If you withhold funding from people who come to a, a conclusion that's different than what you as the government want, how many of those I mean, those are you going to get? The answer is not very many, if any at all. Right. So on a variety of things you and I are going to talk about from climate change to this to to whatever, the government gets to pre-pick what, what kind of outcome they want these studies to have. And then they fund the, the people who will give them those outcomes. And this is this is a well-known thing. This is not like a secret. If you've right. done any kind of work in any kind of government agency, you know this to be true way more than it should. So there's that. And the the aside from the piece where like it, it doesn't make any sense to me like how you can tell a kid, a kid they can't smoke they can't drink they can't own a firearm they can't join the army they can't they can't go to the Caribbean on their own but they can make this life altering decision the the reason my spidey sense goes off is just like you said with COVID was to to put it in context for people who don't maybe understand our society maybe you're living in a different country maybe you're living in a different or listening at a different time whatever it is. You cannot watch TV for an hour without seeing commercials about lawsuits, class action lawsuits, getting retribution for harms done to people. Okay. The next thing is you, you, uh, we're one of the few societies that allows pharmaceutical companies to advertise on TV. So I don't know, 30% ish of all the commercials you see on TV are pharmaceutical related. And the last eight to 10 seconds of every commercial is an entire list of all the things that could go wrong. You'll die. <laughs> Up to including death for whatever kind of cold medicine you're taking. Right. That is the world we live in. We are very litigious and we're very transparent about risk in all kinds of things. But on this topic and others similar to it, where there's a predetermined outcome, right. you cannot even discuss and say, what does success look like with this? If we transition 10,000 kids, how many of those can regret it and still d- decide that this was a good thing? Right. You cannot talk about what are the what are the consequences for the individuals who decide they want to do this and and oh my goodness, a week later, a month later, ten years later, regret it versus the benefits of the people who who do it and they're really happy with it. You you can't have that conversation in a world where that conversation dominates everything we do. Well, and you know what that makes it then? It makes it a religion. It, right. So basically what the, the modern left, I made this, uh, they, they hate it when I say this. They just hate it when I say this. Uh, but the, the modern left and these, these things that they're pushing, these doctrines that they're pushing are essentially religious doctrines. They're saying, here is how the world works. You are not yeah. allowed to question it. If you question it, you will be excommunicated from the religion, right. from modern society. You yep. will be fined or you will have your career taken away from you. You will be canceled, which is canceling is essentially just excommunication. The reason we can't talk about these things is because they are taboo topics. They right. are they are things that you are not allowed to discuss, which again is more of sort of a a controlling, not 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 the kind of religion that I practice, but it's more of a, a controlling religion that says if you do yeah. these things, we're gonna send the inquisitors over and we're going to see if you believe this false thing. And if you believe this false thing, you can no longer be a part of our our world. And so that's really right. where it's at. And so you get to the point of of religious fervor where people believe these things. Why do they get so upset 
Why do the why why is there such anger and angst over if I say uh you know ten year old to fifteen year old shouldn't have their genitals chopped off and you get such anger not not a discussion because right. you're you're violating somebody's faith at that point you're challenging their entire worldview their entire way of thinking the universe is operated or thinking it should be and thinking of yeah. how we should interact with one another so that's really what and, we've got and and again going you know. Again, one of the through lines with all these conversations you and I have is righteousness. Yeah. And and you know, when I was growing up, the righteous person was the blue-haired lady who was the ultra conservative, ultra Christian gal that if you said damn in front of her, she was wagging her finger and you know, the the you know, that that was the that was the person that everyone thought of in that context. Um, you know, they their righteousness de- declared to others what was taboo. They were the arbiter of what is right and wrong because they had all this vast knowledge that they got from, you know, biblical, whatever, oftentimes it's the same exact behavior with different sets of values. Yes. And, and, and they're they're doing the exact same behavior that they hated 35 years ago from the blue haired lady. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in in the, in the criticism against it, oftentimes we'll talk about this more in, in some other episodes, but the criticism oftentimes is, well, you people, you conservatives, you Christians, et cetera, you're anti-science, you're anti-science. But the reality is that the the greatest repository of anti-science, anti-logic, anti-statistical relevance or statistical uh, truth is in that leftist religion that pushes all of these alternative worldviews about the nature of people, about the nature of sex, about the nature of, of men and women. That's, those are things that my, my objection would be to say, okay, X, X, Y, X, X chromosome. Well, no, 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 you can't, you can't talk about that. No, 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 no. That, are you, right. you can't talk about that. But that whole movement is an anti-science movement. Right. Because you cannot, it turns out you cannot make a man into a woman. You cannot make a male into a female. That is not well, within if our you, capability. If you yet. hire the right people and fund the right studies, you can get you can get uh, quote unquote evidence to indicate that you're wrong. But there's not <laughs> even standards on on that kind of stuff. There's not no. even standards on you know. Is it okay if twelve percent of this is being driven by people who just want to make money on these surgeries, right? And have perpetual forever clients? Exactly. Who always need medication, who always need medical care. Is it what what amount of this would be okay to be driven by people who just are greedy? Right. There's no conversation about that. There's there's literally no and again, in a world where you can't you can't see about your blood pressure medication without being told it's gonna it's gonna kill you at the end of the commercial. <laughs> in in that world, in that context, you cannot ask these questions. And it's 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 complete and again, my my I always go back to okay, if they get this one right. And we're wrong. Me and Dave are completely full of the crap. And they win this. Like, there's a giant part of the population of this planet who's just not going to go along with that and who's right. going to impose their will on them. So, like, yeah. like, what's the end game here, right? Yeah, and I, I don't think there is an end game. I, I, don't, I mean, I think that's the bottom line is that it's it, there's no 
deep thought to that. The, the deep thought is wipe away all that old traditional stuff, wipe away all yeah. that old traditional value and conversation about what makes a human a good human, what makes a person a good person, wipe all that away. And once that's all wiped away, then we can do whatever we want and we can think of ourselves as good. We don't have any shame involved. Shame is a, a thing of the past. Yeah, shame, shame is the word I've been sitting here thinking yeah. this, this for much of this conversation is, Shame is is no longer allowed, right? Because shame is the governor on personal behavior that that offends other people. Exactly. Shame is that thing inside us that goes, "Eh, this is gonna this is gonna be again." I'm the 500 pound man sitting on the airplane. If I got no shame and I spill over in the person's next to me in their chair, like that's so their what? problem, not mine. If I have no shame, yep. the only thing restraining my behavior is my shame. And if I shouldn't have to worry about my behavior because I want to do what feels good in the next 10 minutes and not think about these kids, what it's going to be like for them in 17 months or 17 right. years. Right. Well, then that's, that's how I'd make decisions. And, and I, again, there's there gravity doesn't care if I believe in it or not. No. <laughs> well, and there has to be, I, I think people don't really recognize that there are just as there are physical laws, there are laws that, that essentially govern human behavior laws that sort of right um that that are just there whether we believe them or not they're just there it's why communism didn't work because it the it violated the laws of human behavior the the way that people are going to react because we're this is how we're how we're constructed how we're made and if we if we violate human behavior laws it turns out just as badly that then if we violate the laws of physics eventually you go splat right and that's where i think right. we're at there's a well, or there's not not just going splat, but you you arouse the arouse the uh, mama bears in school board meetings, and right now you have a real pushback on your hands. Yeah, and and we we've, we've mentioned this before, but the 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 immediate you know in the foreseeable future, from where we are this at this moment, if there's not dialogue allowed to be had, and there's not a path to figuring it out in a way that as many people as possible can be happy with the outcomes. If we're not going to allow that route, there's only one other route to get this figured out. And that comes down to figuring out who has the most power right in a physical sense, yep. probably yep. like it could, it could be economic. It could be other things as well. But if you remove dialogue and you, and you make it taboo to discuss things like what kind of outcomes are we considering along this path? Like what would tell us we're doing the right thing or not in an objective way, not in a, study paid for by somebody who has an agenda here. Like how would we know if we're doing the right thing or not? How often are we going to check on that? Who's following up these people to see if they're happy? How are you measuring happiness? Like, like this basic things that you would do in any kind of improvement you were going to make on anything. Right. If we're not allowed to do that and we're just going to have this stuff rammed down people's throat and their, and their children are going to end up in situations where the parents feel threatened because you have a, a, a dude, what they see is a dude naked in front of their, eight-year-old kid and the people who you're telling this is a problem are saying hey listen gramps thanks for your input but that's the way it works around here now right and you're the problem if you raise your kid the right way you wouldn't be have this issue like they would know it's okay I, <laughs> how, how could that go any other way than just than, than really bad things happening well and that's what i think we're seeing the, the beginning of right now because i think there's there are certain things i mean you can tell people don't say this don't say that don't say the other thing but as soon as you start really going after their kids in a way that most everybody knows is is not healthy is not good i mean yeah. uh at that point i i do think you you reach a tipping point 
And that's where I think we're at. Yeah, I think I, I think I think the the tipping point is when it goes from you restricting your behavior. I think most of us again, we'll call Jane Jane instead of Jim. I think most of us will go, okay, that's fine. But you somebody having their ability to impose upon my children their value system and their physical, you know, they need to decide what what is physically safe and what's emotionally safe for my children or like you said, the mama bear's children. I think that's where they 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 cross the the line they can't really be uncrossed. That's right. That's what I think too. Yeah. All right, Dave. Do we cover everything on that? Is there anything we left out? I'm sure we'll revisit in the future, but I think we got a good uh, good survey of it this time. All right. Well, for those of you listening, again, go to unsilentpodcast.com to find our social media channels. And uh, you know, I know we've said this a couple of times. We really mean it. Our, our goal here is not to to spout off our beliefs and 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 not be honest and genuine and sincere about representing what the argument is. That's the whole point of this podcast is to diagnose what is the, the root cause of the argument. Our goal is not to mock people. Our goal is not to, you know, embarrass them or, or, you know, have this kind of superior error superiority. Like I, I think how I think about things is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't, I'm Dave does as well, but our goal is not to mock people and 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 get it wrong for the sake of of sounding right. We want to know what the argument is. We want to know what the what the real thing is. And if you think we got it wrong, please jump in there and tell us. Like that, that's that's going to be a fun part of this whole experiment is seeing where people think we got it right and wrong. Yep. So, with that, until next time, this is uh, Dave and Brian signing off. See you next week. Do you want to be on silent? Make your voice heard on our social media channels and share where you think we got it right or wrong. Go to unsilentpodcast.com for social links so you can join the discussion.